Thank you for checking out this episode of Raised on the Radio from the CEP Network. If you like what you hear, do us a favor and hit that subscribe button on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts and give us that five-star rating. Maybe even leave a review to let others know what you think of the show. And while you're at it, give us a like and a share on the socials and tell all your friends about Raised on the Radio. The CEP Network has a promo code for one of the best nutrition and supplement companies in the business for you to use. Whether you're looking for a custom oatmeal, a multivitamin, a great tasting protein that you can order by the pound, or simply looking for a company you know you can trust to send you the best quality products available. True Nutrition has you covered. Just go to truenutrition.com, look at all of their great products, place your order, and when you go to make your payment, type in CEPN in the promo code box for 5% off of your entire order. It is that easy. We here at the CEP Network are always looking for sponsorship and collaboration opportunities. If you or anyone you know has a business they're looking to promote in 2022 and want to be a part of our network, reach out and let's see what we can do. In this episode, Patrick and I chat about UFC 272, frontline workers and their pay versus retail jobs, Cain Velasquez and his attempted murder case, and so much more. If you would like to get a hold of Patrick Blair or myself, you can reach out through email or on the social medias. You can reach us at RaisedOnTheRadioSTL at gmail.com or on the Raised on the Radio's Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok pages. As always, if you have any questions, concerns, comments, or topics you would like to get our thoughts on, don't hesitate to reach out and now let's get into this episode well hello there thank you for checking out this episode of raised on the radio i am one half of the show i am colt brocato my good friend patrick blair zoom land as usual it's been two weeks we did not record we did not record last weekend because you were feeling a little uh gross i guess a little sick not covid though right not covid it was not covid nope nope (laughs) After two years, had my first COVID test. Yeah, just to be safe because we, well, I I felt sick because I foolishly went out to a show and had a few drinks and then I felt awful when I woke up. So yeah, that was my fault. But yeah, I took my first COVID test in two years. It came back negative. I felt like my wife took extra pleasure with that swab up the nose <laughs> when she was trying to stab my brain just a little bit harder than normal, but. So, okay, so those home tests, are those, like, considered what the rapid tests used to be? I have no idea. I didn't ask questions. Because, you, like, you it. get a, re- don't you get the re- um, the results of it pretty fast? Yeah, like 15 minutes. Which I think that's weird, so, because, like, in the beginning, weren't they saying that rapid tests weren't near as good? Like, it was better off if you got it and they sent it off or whatever? Let me explain something to you real quick. In March 2022... <laughs> I am done asking those questions about COVID. I do not care anymore. <laughs> I just can't. My brain, there's so much else going on that I just can't. I just did it. I was like, all right, I'm going to be around people. I'm not feeling that well. Let me make sure it's not COVID. Yeah. So. Well, I mean, at least you have enough respect for people to do that. I mean, a lot of people wouldn't. They're just like, oh, crap, a rock show. Who cares if I'm sick? We're going we're gonna to go rock out. Yeah. Yeah. Which is how it used to be anyway. <laughs> pre-covid everyone just did what they did <laughs> live their lives and if i've got the sniffles fine still going out in public but uh 
yeah, so my wife took a test too. She was negative, and then here we are. I mean, it seems like we're here. We are. Do, I mean, do you feel? I mean, maybe it's different in the city from down here, but do you feel like there's been a turning point over the past like month? Definitely. Like, think things have really Definitely. slowed down, right? Well, there is a war going on that seems to be taking up a lot of the news cycle. So, how weird is like that? We though? Just right? Yeah. Well, we, <laughs> you know, um, all we need is for two countries that have nothing to do with us go to war, and then we'll forget about that pandemic we were suffering from. Yeah. Now it's um, now it's uh, on to complaining about gas prices, right? Oh my god! No, I, I say that because we went to a. Uh, a beer festival yesterday and there was a there was a i mean there was a crap load of people there and a buddy of mine was there and uh, i told him i was like man I said there ain't one person here worried about covid is there is there and he goes nope he said that went away when gas prices went up <laughs> yeah that's a good point that's that's yes great point no did you see the uh north carolina beat duke last night and you know all the students at North Carolina flooded this. I mean, thousands and thousands of people. And on Sports Center this morning, they uh, said not a mask in sight. I'm like, yeah, guys, forget about it. It's over. Yeah, we're done with masks. We're done with social distancing. We're done. We're not gonna. And I think it's funny. Did you see the video of uh, DeSantis was doing like some press thing with students standing behind him? Huh. And when he walked up to the when he walked up to the uh, whatever the thing where the microphone is. I don't know why I can't think of the word. What's that thing called? Whatever. The podium. When he walked up to the what? Podium. Podium. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I'm tired, man. I watched the fights last night. I am, I'm going on four hours of sleep. Thank you. Um, <laughs> no. So when he walked up to the podium, he went up to the students and he said something along the lines of take your masks off. They're not doing anything. I'm tired of this COVID theater or something like that. And people were like praising that on Twitter. I was like, okay, but did you have to really do that to a bunch of kids? They're kids. Yeah. They're kids. And like a few of them were like, fine, I'm taking it off. Thank you. And some of them were like, mm, no, <laughs> it is. It is for optics. We know that by now. Right. Yeah. Like when when um, Biden did his the address, no one was wearing a mask. And if anyone should be wearing a mask, it's that old fuck. <laughs> it's all optics at this point, man. I, I find it funny when I watch a game, there will be, you know, 75% of the crowd will have no mask on. And then there'll be the, the 10% of the crowd <clears throat> that uh, has a mask on, but it's right here uh -huh. on, their, on their upper lip. Uh -huh. And then the rest of the percentage will be people with the mask on. But I also found it funny. Like, I don't remember what game I was watching, whatever basketball game it was yesterday. And like I said, none of the players <clears throat> on the court have to worry about it. Obviously. There are some players that sit on the bench that wear masks and some don't, but the kid who was wiping down the floor in between, you know, when there's a foul, the kids run out there and they take the towels and they wipe off the floor. Uh -huh. They were wearing masks. Really? I'm like, why, why are they wearing? Anyway, I thought that last summer when I went to watch the Indians play the Cardinals, not a mask in sight, but the grounds crew had masks on outside. Weird. What are those for? Right. Are they protecting themselves from each other? Well, I didn't understand. I don't know. So anyway, yeah, the it's over. It's over. It's done. Uh, okay. Unless there's a new wave of if Omicron's got a cousin that hates us, uh, you know, but well, I guess it depends on how this, this how long this Ukraine thing lasts. Right. And if there's anything else that we can roll into, because if not, we may have to revert back to covid. I don't know. We'll see. 
see how things run. Well, I mean, it's like if, if, if China invades Taiwan, COVID's long gone. We're never going to hear about it. Again. <laughs> but we won't get into that because neither one of us are prepared to have that Absolutely conversation. Absolutely not. Absolutely yeah. not. <clears throat> but no, you, you were talking about uh, kids cleaning the floor. Did you see the video? I don't remember who the teams were that were playing, but a guy, the team had made it down to the other side of the floor. And I guess it ended up being a um, uh, a, fa- a fast break play coming back, and the kid was like out on the court with like a big Swiffer or like a big uh, broom, yeah. while an entire basketball full, a court full of people are coming down, and he about got taken out. Yeah, I don't know how I that I don't know how that works. Like, what is that considered like a foul, like a personal foul or something? I don't I don't know. I guess someone, like, cause, cause someone almost got hurt during this. So I'm wondering like, what, what, do what? One of the players almost got hurt? Well, both like hit them and the kid, the guy that was out there too. I don't know. I just, I guess I haven't, that just seemed like an odd time to get out there and try to clean the floor. That's when they're supposed to do it. I know but they got to be on their game. They were not. <laughs> Wonder how much they get paid. Oh, probably not very much. I knew a dude, well, I knew a couple guys, but I had a dude that went to high school with me was, a. he worked the outfield at Bush stadium. You know, the guys that sit out and right and left field. He was one of those. I never asked him how much he got paid, but then I knew another guy. He was the, he was the bat boy and the equipment manager for many, many years. And he made a lot of money. Really? Basically through bonuses. So he would get bonuses if the Cardinals won, um, and then the players tipped them out, usually. Well, that's but cool. He would, make, he would make like sixty grand in a summer, just off tips. Huh. Yeah. Yeah. He made a lot of money. I, don't I, know I guess. I guess I haven't maybe talked to him in a long time. But maybe more comes with that job than I would have ever thought. Like, I guess because you probably have to remember a lot of stuff, like based off of each player and all that kinds of stuff. Like when it comes to the equipment. Um. Perhaps I don't know. I mean. <laughs> He made a lot of money doing that job. I think like when the Cardinals won in 2006, I think he got like, I think his bonus was over a hundred grand. I want to say. That's insane. Yeah. Yeah. He made a lot of money. I mean, he got a world series ring. Yeah. You know, he has his own world series ring and he didn't give a flying fuck about it. (laughs) Did not care. Which was always (laughs) confusing to me, but I mean, I guess I get it. And you know, he got offered his last time doing it. He got offered to work the, and this is probably, I've seen him since then, but he got offered to wa- uh, work the world baseball classic. But he was like, at that point, he was early twenties. He's like, I don't want to be a bad point. I don't want to do this anymore. Like I'm trying to move on with my life. But had he worked that he would have made like 75 grand that summer. Jesus. Easily just to work the, the world baseball classic and then be done. That's nuts. And he turned it down. Turn it down. I don't know. Um, speaking of, of pay, did you see that Target apparently is going to start paying their minimum wages at $24 an hour? Yeah. Um, I'm, and I haven't dug into this, but I'm, in, I, I'm always interested when this happens to see if like they start cutting a lot more people down to like part-time. That's one way of doing it. Or you could just send them to some sort of uh, customer service seminar because it's lacking. <laughs> I was the one that works at Target deserves twenty four dollars an hour. I'm sorry. Yeah, that's it. Do you for real? 
I was actually in Target. Do you think Target. the service at Target is that great? <laughs> and probably that, no, no. That on to- Target employees should make more than nurses. Yeah, that's insane. Come on, let's get real here. Just Target like, employees should make more than paramedics. That's right. what we're saying. That's insane. Come on. Me, my, my wife, and I were talking about this yesterday or the day before, and and I and I. <laughs> I said, well, I really hope they uh, step up their customer service game because they do not deserve that money. And she's like, yeah, I know people, nurses have posted online that they're just going to quit being a nurse and just go work at Target. I'm like, but who wants to do that? Right. That's a miserable job. Yeah. Well, and that's the maybe thing. that's why the customer that, service is so bad. I mean, maybe. And, and that's the excuse that everybody gives about like, well, why would I want to work this job when I can go to McDonald's and flip burgers for $15 an hour? Because you don't want to flip burgers. Like why? Yeah. That's a, a stu- that's a that's a stupid uh, reaction to this. Yeah, it's a shit job. Yeah. If it, I I mean Target would be better than McDonald's, don't get me wrong, but so we were actually in Target 2 days, no, 3 days ago. Cuz we had to uh take our little guy up to a doctor's appointment and so when we got to the register, we had a bunch of clothes for him. So uh-huh. almost all of it was on hangers, and the woman at the register had to have been 97 years old. And there was, I had a sleeping baby in the cart, and there was a jackhammer going right on the other side of the wall the entire time. So we're listening to a jackhammer while I have a sleeping baby and a woman who is taking forever to take one hanger out of one piece of clothing when we have a whole line full of clothes. It was awesome. $24 an hour. That's Target right there. There's a... I just can't... I can't... Has anyone ever... Like, okay, so I, I remember one time. So I remember I went... And this was right when my son was born. I went into Target and I had to get diapers. And I could not find the specific diaper that I was supposed to be getting. So I foolishly went up to one of the fucking kids that works at Target who could not give a fuck. If they're there or they're not there. And I just said, excuse me, you know, I'm looking for this specific thing. I was like, is it possible that I'm missing it out here on the floor? Or are they really, you're really just sold out of them in the entire. And the kid, his, this was the response I got. He goes, where? That was his response to me. So I said, excuse me, I'm looking for this specific diaper. And his response to me, after I gave him a, a really good description of what it is I'm looking for, he said, where? So my response to him was, what? <laughs> he said, where? I go, diapers? And I pointed, like, do you know what I'm doing? You know what a diaper is, don't you? I was so, I was so annoyed. I on the verge of getting upset, and then he That's... walked over there and made it made me think that he was really trying to do anything about it. And he goes, yeah, we're out. I'm like, ah, fuck you. I fucking goddamn it. Get me out of this hellhole. That's, and that was like. It's funny because know, he's like asking you the question that you just asked. Are you saying that he's like, yeah. where? Like, wait, what? I'm asking you where. Why are you asking me where? You're going to pay that moron <laughs> potentially more money than someone who's going to save my life. <laughs> right. Get out of here. Um, yeah, dude. It's I. You were talking about the old lady. So we had <laughs> one of our old houses. We had a Walgreens by our house. And we always joked every time we stopped there. Are we going to get Tom? Tom was this old white guy who fucking took his time doing everything, even talking. 
Hello, welcome to Walgreens. <laughs> Are you? Yes, I'm a rewards member. Let's go. Speed up, Tom. Come on, man. It was so funny. And if you were in line and there was like, you're four or five deep, you're going to be there a while. We would just, it became like, we can't even be mad. It's just Tom. We would just say that. It's Tom. It's fucking Tom. So, so, so is that just one of those, like, if you're the employer, if you're Walgreens, you're like, listen, we get it, but he doesn't miss work. Like he, you know, he's always here. He does his job. You know, it's like, because, you know, anybody who, if you're four or five deep and you realize it's taking so long, a lot of people are like, man, we got to get rid of this guy. We got to get this guy out of here. This is taking forever. This is ridiculous. Yeah. Tom probably still works there. He's probably there right now. Yeah. What time is Walgreens open? Like right now? Yeah, I don't know. Sure. Right now. <laughs> Just taking his time, opening the doors. Hello, folks. <laughs> there's a guy. There's a guy that works at the Walgreens by my current house. He sits in a chair at the register. And I want to go, hey, bro, stand up. Show a little urgency here to get people out of this fucking store. Stand up. Get right. out of the chair. Scan my shit and get me out of here. You're too comfortable. What do you think he makes? What does Walgreens pay? 15, 18? What does he make? Do they pay do they make that much if you're not like working in the pharmacy know. part? Let's look it up. Let's look it up. Oh geez, here we go. Um, yeah, he just sit he sits his ass in a chair. It's like, bro, speed up, man. How much do you earn at Walgreens? Fifteen dollars an hour. Wow. Uh, Walgreens increased starting already. Yep. Uh, they went up to fifteen an hour in October of two thousand twenty-one. Okay, so they're following. They're following the trend. Ridiculous. Not that fifteen dollars an hour is a lot of money, but it's ridiculous for someone who sits down while they work. Do you know, especially with your wife in the medical field and stuff? Do you know anybody who's like done some traveling for? Uh, like during the pandemic and so cause the reason why I ask is I got a buddy who uh, just flew out to LA. He's been out there for a few weeks now and uh, he's making like $44,000 in two months being oh, yeah, a, sure. because he's a paramedic and uh, he messaged me yesterday and he, I can't remember what the pay was, but he said he got offered a job out there with a $30,000 sign on bonus and mm -hmm. uh, just a ridiculous amount of pay. And he's actually yeah. thinking about doing it, uh, so I I don't know. It's pretty. It's pretty. That's nuts. The cost of living is so high out there. Though. That's true. God. Yeah. Oh my god. Um, yeah. My my wife was telling me there was some job available recently with like a I think it was a forty thousand dollars sign on bonus. That's nuts, man. I mean, in her field, they need people, so I get it. That makes sense. Um, I don't know. So he's a paramedic and he went out to LA and how much, but how much are they? I, I wonder how much they're offering him in salary. Uh, he hasn't told me. <clears throat> like I said, I just know it's about 44 grand in two months. And I don't but know. I don't, makes, know, I don't know what his hours look like, but he probably makes, and I'm not saying this to be offensive, but he probably makes $44,000 a year as a paramedic. Maybe. Yeah. Right? It's, yeah. It's probably not much more than that. If, if it is, I bet so ridiculous yeah especially so in ridiculous. our area now like i mean because he he's a paramedic but he's actually you know working in the hospital like to, i don't know what paramedics pay in la 
But as you said, cost of living is so much higher out there too. So it may even itself. Well, they pay out. more, obviously. Yeah. But it's not. It can't. Well. <laughs> go to the Google again, huh? Shall we? Yeah. I don't even know why we have a podcast. We just ask each other questions that we can just Google. <laughs> no. Most of our listeners are probably just got like you guys are morons. Just Google. We're stuff. educating people. I dare someone to tell me how much a paramedic makes in Los Angeles without Googling it. Unless they're a paramedic in Los Angeles. Uh, The average salary for a paramedic dude in Los Angeles, California is $32.88 an hour. That's, oh, okay. I thought you were going to say $32,000 a year. (laughs) $32.88 an hour in Los Angeles is like making $15 an hour here. Yeah. In Missouri. Actually, Fifteen an hour might be generous. Um, that's well. Let me. What is the highest paid paramedic? Top five highest paid industries for paramedics: physician assistant, eighty-seven thousand a year; offshore paramedic, eighty-six thousand a year; SWAT medic, seventy-five; and firefighter, firefighter, excuse me, paramedic, sixty-six thousand. When my dad started, so my dad was a firefighter, paramedic. When he started. I believe he made $18,000 a year. Wow. And obviously, well, this is back in the 70s. Right. But yeah, 70s, but that's still ridiculous. Yeah. Well, this buddy, Missouri, Missouri has two of the highest paying counties in the United States for firefighters. St. Is that St. Louis County? Yeah. So Creef Corps and Uh Baldwin, I want to say. Okay. They make close to six figures. Dang. So the, the buddy of mine I'm talking about, he was actually in the army uh, and uh, mm-hmm. firefighter was his position there too. So apparently he actually ju- uh, signed up to do the testing and stuff out there for being a firefighter. So he would be the same boat, like he would be a firefighter paramedic. So I would Im- imagine he would make pretty dang good money. Well, then he needs to move to Anaheim because that's the highest paying. The last time I looked, that's the oh, highest really? paying. Yeah. Anaheim, Orange County, I want to say. Uh, uh, speaking of firefighters, did you see on the news that house in O'Fallon that blew up? I did not. Dude. So there's a, co- a contract or a company that's contracted out that was digging up. Um, what were they doing? I can't remember what they were digging up, but they were uh, they hit a gas line twice in like two weeks. Well, this time. They hit it, and I guess they called the police, and the police was able to evacuate a lot of the people in the surrounding houses and get those people yeah. out of the house. And from last time I heard, they didn't know like what caused it, but they said if there was gas that had backed up into the house, that the smallest little spark could have done anything. Well, apparently it just blew the house to bits. So someone's going to get sued. Absolutely. Yeah. Apparently O'Fallon has banned that uh, contracting company from doing any work inside O'Fallon anymore, which is a plus, I guess. What company was it? I don't know the name. Should tell people to avoid them. (laughs) But that, yeah, that's insane. Yeah. They're going to get sued. Oh yeah, for sure. Uh, They probably won't even, they're probably just going to offer some sort of fucking money to whoever. Wonder, you know, wonder what how insurance covers like insurance for that company, because they would have to cover all that, right? I would imagine. Yeah, definitely, that's not on the city or anything, because because of this. Well, but, but maybe partially because they're the ones that contracted the people out. Maybe 
I think. It's on the city too, but I don't know how that works. So that's actually funny because I just had a tree cut down um, that was hanging over my house that I complained to my city about. It's in my neighbor's yard, but it hangs over my the back part of my house. But we would be outside and if there was a high wind, you could hear it creaking, <laughs> like moving back and forth. And my neighbors moved. This was the 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 family, the, the, the guy that stopped by when he had COVID and just oh, decided yeah. to... <clears throat> they moved, but, and I, I said to him, I go, look, man, are you planning on cutting this tree down? Like I have a few people that I can recommend that have done work for myself and my parents. And he's like, yeah, yeah. And he never got around to it. So once I found out he was moving, I just started emailing my city and they never responded. And then one day we just get a knock on the door and it's a tree company saying, <clears throat> Hey, we're going to cut this tree down tomorrow at eight 30 AM. I'm like, Oh, thanks for the heads up. Appreciate it. This was at like three 30 the day before. So, but I always, I asked the question, a city, why did you never <clears throat> respond to me and just send someone up to knock on my door? B, if that tree were to fall, could I have complained or possibly sued the city? Uh, I don't know. Well, I'm, I'm wondering, is it a city thing or is it on the person who owns the house next to you that that tree is in their yard? Well, it was hanging over a power line. Okay, th then that makes it a city issue, I think. Right. Okay. So if that tree falls, falls on the power line, catches my yard on fire, catches my house on fire. Yeah. I a pretty good, pretty good case for a lawsuit there, right? I think you so. Think. So so take the power lines out of it. How would you have reacted if you if you went to the guy and asked the guy if he would cut it down and he argued with you? Like he loved that tree and he didn't want to take it down. How would that conversation go? Would you just Not be well. like, well, shit, and then walk away? <laughs> oh, no. Sure wouldn't. Sure wouldn't. I'd have a laundry list of things that would try to convince him, like, hey, um, I have a family. I have dogs. I have a house. I'd like to protect it all. Please cut this tree down. That's I could, how it would be. I first. could just see that guy looking out his back window and seeing that the part of his tree that's in your yard is on fire. <laughs> right. Somehow, right. randomly. I don't know what happened, but... <laughs> so why... There was a storm and I had to have a, a big branch that fell in my front yard cut up and taken out of the front yard. And while they were here, I said to the guys, I go, hey, can you come look at this? Can you can you like scale this one back? Maybe like just cut down the part that hangs over. And they said they could do it and they could do it for pretty cheap. So I said that to the guy and that's and I gave him the business card and he never did it. Um, but they took the whole fucking thing down, this company that came. So bye bye. It actually really, really is really good for my house because all of that shit would fall onto my garage roof. I'd have to go. I'd, I'd be up there every two weeks pulling shit out of the gutters, pulling shit off the roof. Like, um, <clears throat> so I was a little annoyed that the city never responded to me, but fuck them. <laughs> Assholes. Speaking of lawsuits, did you see that Brendan Schaub is suing a YouTuber? Uh, you, so you sent me this. What, uh, how deep does this go? Like, there's got to be something more personal with this, right? Well, is it a defamation thing or what? I didn't look that deeply into it. I know that the you can find the the, the records, the court, they're, they're, they're public, so you can find them. But uh, I want to say it's because, the, well, essentially what he's saying, Brendan Schaub is saying that a lot of the videos aren't fair use, which is the easiest way to get stuff pulled from YouTube. And he's done it before, apparently. Not fair so, use as in the uh, 
hit like he owns it like it's copyrighted yeah so if you're going to use someone else's content and you're going to put it out on youtube there has to be commentary put over it right okay that's the way that you can keep that so like the fair use part of it you know if brennan shop thinks well that wasn't fair use you, there was no commentary you're just simply using our content and they have done that joe rogan's done that they've had stuff pulled from the internet um you know so that was i think that was the original claim but i think it goes deeper but i understand why he's doing it i mean the dude did say that he cheats on his wife so oh he hmm if you knew, if you knew who the YouTuber was, so sometimes his videos will come up in my feed when he talks about people that I actually listen to, and that's all he does. He just he just, dude. It's but for me, if you're Brendan Schaub, why are you gonna let this guy bother you? Well, okay, I mean, so you're you're saying smaller YouTuber, but are we saying smaller YouTuber or smaller YouTuber compared to Brendan Schaub? Both. Both, really? I think he has like sixteen thousand subscribers. Huh. I don't know unless it's one of those like shops trying to make a statement and he's got to use somebody to do that. Yeah. I mean, well, that's, that's sure. That's, he could be, but all it's going to do is just turn into more people making these videos, calling him uh, essentially a, a pussy because he let this guy bother him. Yeah. I mean, that was but, the video but, that but I is, sent you. It was but, someone else talking about it. it was, <laughs> but is it, but is that the strategy? Okay, you use one guy as this is the statement I'm making to stop it, but knowing that more people are going to talk about it, which gives him puts him in the limelight more. Because any publicity is good publicity, right? Of course, of course. Yeah, I, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I, I think the the word about him on the internet is that he has incredibly thin skin, and like I said, has had videos pulled down from YouTube before. Um, I don't know. We've talked about this before. We we were kind of perplexed in the beginning at the troll casts and these guys that just simply, you know, there 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 are a couple of them that are it's it's egregious. It's like, what are you doing? Like all you're doing, like, but at the same time, we all do it. Yeah, we don't specifically watch videos during our show, but we talk about other people. I mean, we all do it. We all do it. Yeah, and that's kind of the argument against him. Is that he acts like, well, they're not content creators. All they do is just take our content and and criticize it. But they do the same thing on his shows. Right. They watch videos of other people and then they critique them or comment on them. Right. It's what it's what podcasting is, it's what YouTube is, it's what like so that that's the idea. That's kind of everyone's argument about against it, is like we all do it. So what, what's the problem? You just don't like when people do it to you, but you can do it. So I think that part of the argument is valid. I understand why you wouldn't want someone saying you cheat on your wife. Yeah, that's a pretty rough statement. However, however, maybe you're going after the wrong person because there was a bigger podcast with well-known people talking about it. So maybe go after them. But I could see why you wouldn't want to get in a back and forth with people who are your peers. And I used air quotes there. You didn't so see that? So this guy is pulling this information from another podcast? Like yeah. about him? Like it's not like he knows. It's not like he has inside information. No, he, he got... So, okay. And again, this is just a little bit that I know. But uh, so <laughs> there's a podcast. The the three, three women do. Two comedians, Annie Letterman and Esther something. I don't like either of them. I don't find them funny. And then Bobby Lee's girlfriend 
whatever her name is, is on it as well. Okay. And there was a clip that's all over. You can find this. I mean, many people have commented on it and, and done videos on it, but there was a clip where essentially the Sandy Letterman chick just basically said without saying his name said, yeah, this guy asked me to like walk him to his truck after a comedy show. And, you know, basically it was hitting on her essentially. And they made jokes about it, but then Bobby Lee's girlfriend was like, yeah, he was sending me private messages and DMS and stuff trying to get me to hook up with them. So if you're Brendan Schaub, why don't you go after them? Because I think those women know his wife. So why don't you, why don't you go after them? There's that, but also like, where's the, the DM trail? I wonder, has that been, I don't think she's made it public, but okay. Yeah. She hasn't made that public. She just talked about it. Gotcha. And I, I don't know. I don't know. I'm upset that I know this much about the situation, but yeah, I mean, she said <laughs> it's, it's like a gossiping, uh, but she said that, uh, you know, she showed them to Bobby Lee and Bobby Lee, like Bobby Lee was like, yeah, fuck that guy. He's a dickhead. So apparently it's expected right. with some people that he just behaves this way. I don't know. Did you watch any of the, the fight companion that he did last night? You'd sent me a message about it, but I didn't know if you watched any of it or not. Two minutes. So he had Matt Mitrione, Josh, and Josh Barnett on, right? He did. Huh. I mean, I get, I, hmm. I don't know. I know you kind of made fun of it, but I would think that hopefully it would be good commentary. You would think. Um, the two minutes that I tuned in, they were talking about cars. I was like, see ya. Okay, imagine that. Don't care. Uh-huh. Don't care. Um. I just I feel like Rogan is pretty much the only one that has been able to get away with doing like a fight companion like that and not talking about the fights much. I don't think I feel like the other these other guys can't do that. Well, let me say this. If his fight companions continue to have Chris Delia and Brian Callen on together, they will do well. Because the back and forth banter between the two of them is actually good and it's actually funny. Yeah. But the problem is, is Brendan doesn't get to be the star of the show then. Yeah, he does. Speaking of which, did you see the King and the Sting podcast that now Brendan is off to the side and Chris D'Elia is now sitting in his seat? Uh-oh, really? Again, I only a... caught five minutes of this the other day, but like, super weird, man. Super weird. Um, But yeah, no, I mean, if he continues to do that, I think they'll do well. But I wonder if, I mean, with <clears throat> Shab's always got his hands in a, crap load of different jars and stuff. I wonder if maybe that's a way of like, say Chris D'Elia is going to be the new guy and Shab's there most of the time, but there's going to be times where he can't be and it won't be as big of a deal if he's not there, if he's not norm, if he's not like in one of the main seats, you know what I mean? Yeah. Can I give you my theory? Yes. I think my theory is that Brendan is realizing that he's not that funny and he's not that good at speaking to people. So he's taking a back seat or okay. someone has convinced him of that. Okay. Just my theory. I, but I also, I, 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 I like the idea, but I also kind of think that like with his, his mentality is would normally be the opposite. Like if people are telling him that he would probably overcompensate and be even worse about like talking over people and having to get his opinion out. You know what I mean? Like, putting nicotine pouches in his mouth like four at a time. <laughs> yeah. 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 Real good for speaking. 
um yeah putting nicotine pouches in your mouth and then interrupting people the interrupting thing is it's it's astonishing i'm fascinated by it yeah i saw one troll cast we'll keep calling them i saw one troll cast talk about it and then i'm ever since then i'm just drawn to it i'm just like jesus christ he doesn't let anyone get a fucking word in it's bizarre you don't watch it enough to notice right uh-uh. no or listen enough to notice i need to yeah, i man. need to i need to watch just enough to get annoyed okay so their most recent episode they had jeff die on Okay. I don't know if you know who that is. I didn't yep. know who that was. Stand-up comedian. And that's why I watched a little bit of it because I was just like, who's that? And he was saying funny things. And this is what I'm talking about, like Brendan taking a back seat. And if he doesn't realize this, maybe he needs to. But this guy kept saying funny things. But Brian and Brendan went back to their weird, we're just going to talk about cocks and men's physiques and fighting wolves and we're badass talk. And I'm just like, God damn, will you guys just drop that and let this guy just be himself? Like... He doesn't want to talk about wolves, <laughs> you know, like, yeah. he, I don't know. Um, but yeah, so I guess my question would have been to Brendan in the beginning is why not go after those ladies who basically accused you of hitting on them? But I don't know if that's a public thing uh, that he wants to get into. Well, yeah, I mean, either way, like, how does he win in that situation? Because he i mean apparently he's already been accused right so just like anything else like he's been accused of making the dms so and we we know that in our culture today that a lot of times if a woman goes after a man the man no matter if the man can prove himself or not it still doesn't have a good outcome for the guy correct yeah. well sure yeah but in this sense, he didn't commit a crime. If anything, he's an asshole because he's trying to cheat on his wife. True. But if you didn't, if you didn't send these messages and you wholeheartedly believe that you didn't do anything wrong, why wouldn't you defend yourself? Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, he's considered guilty at this point because he's been accused. And once accused, you're, but I don't know. I'm saying this as a guy who's never sent a DM to another woman trying to cheat on my wife. So I, if, you know, if someone accused me right now, I'd be like, prove it. I didn't do it. You know what I mean? Like uh-huh. I would, I would be able to defend myself. Um, maybe he can't, maybe he can't. Hmm. That's a good point. But it's fun. Yeah. It's funny that you brought that up. Cause I was just, I, I don't remember what I was listening to, but they were talking about Louis CK and they brought up the whole thing again with him. And, they talked about how, oh, no, no, there was this, uh, Louis C.K. was doing some comedy festival and there was this like whole coalition of, of women, of like feminist movement that didn't want him there. And they were like protesting against him being there. And the person who was talking about it, I cannot remember who it is and I wish I could tell you, but so the person that was talking about it kind of brought up again, like, hey, he never committed a crime. Never committed a crime. He got consent. And if he was told no, he didn't do anything, you know, Mm -hmm. if anything, he's got a fetish, fine, makes him weird, but we all have them. He didn't commit a crime. So like, we got to drop this thing, but he, we can't, it's going to live with him forever. Right. You know, because he got, we got, you know, roped into that whole me too movement and 
Which you don't really see Louis C.K. in the news anymore, right? I mean, like, even... No, not really. I don't even feel like... I mean, I follow him on several socials, and I don't know that I really even see, like, his tour being promoted that much and stuff. I, dude, I think at this point he doesn't have to, man. I don't think he needs to be in the news cycle. I don't think he needs to be in the public eye. He can just do his shows. He has his fans. He's not going... He was never going to lose those fans. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. Um, had he committed a crime, maybe. But he was never gonna lose gonna lose those people. So, dude, he's just gonna he's just going about his business, doing his thing, being who he is, and he's selling out arenas. If fucking you know, like, not a big deal. Yeah, I mean, it is a big deal. What, I, what I'm saying is a big deal is is for those that were offended by him, be offended. But he didn't commit a crime. Right. Did I make myself clear, or am I digging myself? No, I got it. I, I got. I got it. I got it. Um. And there's a lot of these guys, I, you know, again, we don't know we're, we're not, we don't have the inside scoop, but there have been a lot of these guys. It's like, if anything, they're a little bit creepy, but they didn't commit a crime, you know? Yeah. And it's that thing. Like once you're accused, it's, it's, it's just weird. And I'm not going to take up for them or, you know, disparage them or anything, but it's just one of those, what he did is like, to me seems mild compared to probably what a lot of fetishes are for people out there that are a lot bigger name than Louis CK <laughs> that anybody knows. You know what I'm saying? Wait, who are you talking about? I don't have any, about? I don't have anybody in mind. Oh. I'm just saying that I bet there's a lot of big names out there that behind closed doors have some weird fetishes. Of course. But they don't get talked about because they're done behind closed doors. It's not just a Louis random was done behind closed doors. Well, okay. Yeah. It just so happens that, Two of the two of the is it two or three, but two of the female comedians wanted a little bit of attention. And I'm sorry for saying this, but that's what they wanted. And they chose the right time to grab at that attention. In the middle of Me Too? Yeah. They didn't say that they said no. Yeah. And they didn't say that when they said no, he still did it. No one's ever said that. Yeah. It's kind of the thing that everyone forgets, you know? But yeah, his shit is different than like, you know, Crystalia DMing underage girls and shit. Um, which again, all of it, it's well, Rogan's recovered from his controversy, right? He was at the UFC fights last night doing his thing. He was. I would like to see what those backstage conversations look like. Like over the past couple of months with with Rogan, because I mean I know Dana White's just kind of trying to stay away from stay away from the topic, but like there was the yeah. the comment where somebody asked him where Rogan was, and basically he said he could have been here, he just wasn't, and then that was basically all. That's how far that went, and I and so people are yeah. just like, what does that mean? So because I think Rogan was just laying low until it kind of blew blew over. Yeah. I think that's all it was, and I think I think that's what he should have done. You know, yeah. The interesting thing to me are the amount of. Well, we've already talked about this, but just the comedians who have come out in support of him. But it, it, it was, for me, if it was just gross for them to be like, "Yeah, he's made a bunch of us money." It's like, "Fuck you." Who cares? What if he hasn't made you money? Do you really support him, or do you not? You know. Yeah, or do you I felt support like the guy him? Or that do you... really focused on that aspect of it? It was just like, come on. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, there's a gray area there because you have a lot of people who 
are good friends with Rogan. However, Rogan has made them a lot of money. Like their name is their name, you know, maybe not their name is their name because of Rogan, but you know, for a long time, if you were on Rogan's show, your, your numbers are going to increase. Like it, it's just, yeah. it's, a, it's a fact, you know, but okay. I'm sure there's a lot of friendships that have come out of that too. Like legit friendships. Well, let me ask you this. So do they owe Joe Rogan anything? Okay. Let me, let me, let me say this. Let me say this. Joe Rogan has us on his show, right? Mm-hmm. Our numbers explode. Five years down the line, do we say we owe it all to Joe Rogan? See, that's that's the tough thing. Like, do we owe all of it? No, but if that was the beginning of our career, I mean, you do at least owe a nod to him. <laughs> you know what I mean? Sure. Yeah. <laughs> I acknowledge the fact that you have a giant show and you invited us on because you felt like we would be good guests. Yeah. That's where it ends. Okay. That's where it ends. I don't know. He doesn't speak for me. He doesn't control his, his hand isn't up my ass yeah. making me speak right now. You know, right. I still have to use my brain. It's just, it's very, it's very like hero worshipy. And it's, it, I don't know. It's bizarre. It's like, guys, it's a podcast. You're comedians. You went on a show. You got a lot of new followers. You still got to write your jokes. You still got to do your thing. Yeah. You know, I don't know. I, maybe I'm looking at it the wrong way. Maybe I'm just being a hater, but which usually is the case, but, um, I don't know, man. When our numbers explode and we start having, when we have people on here, I'm hoping that they're going to be worshiping us. Like raised on the radio, those guys, they, they built our career just by, just by having us on. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. (laughs) I I think Cody law is going to give us a shout out when he's here in St. Louis next week and he wins. He's going to say, Oh, it all raised on the radio. Dude, wouldn't that be so dope? That would be pretty fun. <laughs> if, that would be pretty if that's fun, all, cool. if that's all he said in his post fight, like if he just knocks somebody out and then goes to the post fight interview, it's just like, dude, it's raised on the radio, guys. They've they've given me the confidence. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Taught me everything I know. <laughs> uh, you know what's funny is I'm glad I didn't do it, dude. I'm so fucking happy I didn't do it, and I was going to. I was going to go watch him fight this Saturday uh, at the Bellator event here in St. Louis, but I cannot go. And I had, I had a seat already and I was, it, so because I knew I was going to be there, I was going to talk a big game, dude. I was going to send him a message like, I'm going to be there for you, bro. I'm going to be like right there. I got you. Like, I was like, I got you. Fuck it. I'm so glad I didn't do that because if I had done that yeah. and then he goes, Hey, where were you? Now I owe an explanation. So I'm so glad I didn't do that. Um, I, almost, I was really I, looking forward I, to I actually almost look like a moron too, because I was going to send him a message yesterday through Instagram, uh, that said, uh, basically just like, Hey, we're right up the road, you know, rooting for you kind of a thing. And, you know, just positive vibes coming your way and all that kind of stuff. And then right before it sent, I was like, wait a second, when is the fight? Cause I was thinking it was last night. Oh, Jesus Christ. And then I, I luckily I went and I Googled it and it was March. It was this next Saturday. I was like, uh, delete, yes. delete, 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 delete. I'm going to look like a moron. <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, maybe do it next week yeah I'm, but also he's gonna be like hey man why aren't you coming if you're right down the road why don't you get off your ass and come watch me but that's um, true i'm so glad i didn't do that have you so you've or, been you've been to uh mma events how many how many events have you been to ufc and bellator several no well no i mean i've been to two bellator and one ufc okay so okay us MMA is an odd 
thing when it comes to being there. Like I bet the the feeling of being there, just like any other sport, is you know the 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 crowd and the sound, the noise and all that kind of stuff, like really gets you into it. But the visual is not great, right? From the stands, depending on where you're sitting. No, I mean every everywhere. So the two the two Bellator events that I went to, I had really good seats, meaning really close to the cage. Mm-hmm. However, I was watching the fucking jumbotron the yeah. entire time. The entire right. time. Right. Um, they're cool seats because like, you know, um, like I said, right by the cage. And the last one I went to when um, who was on the card, Rampage was on the card. Michael Chandler was on the card. Like I got to like, you know, Tyrone Woodley walked by me. I was like, what's up, champ? And he like dapped me and shit. Like it was cool seats. Like I'm around like, you know, Matt Mitrione was sitting four seats away from me. Nice. Is that right? Yeah. Um, but anyway. Um, good fucking seats, but yeah, I was watching the Jumbotron the entire time. The other Bellator event I went to, I was up higher. So you kind of had like that looking down into the cage, which was okay. It's okay. But yeah, this, this event that I was going to go to on Saturday, I would have had again, really good seats right by the cage, but it would have been like, ah, I gotta like, you know, my neck would have been hurting by the end of the night, probably because I would have been looking up the entire time. Right. I mean, um, I mean, that's the thing too, is like with it being an octagon, you know, there's a pole you know, poles yeah, all the way around no, it too. So if you get stuck behind there, there's, you can't, you can't see anything. And like, you've only got sections of the cage that you can see through. So if like you're looking straight here, but the fighters are actually over here inside the cage, you're not going to be able to tell if that rear naked choke is in, unless you're watching the jumbotron, you know? Yeah. 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 It's, you go for the atmosphere you yeah. go because it's, it really is. It's, it's unlike, I mean, I would say the only other atmosphere that I would compare to it would be at a football match, a soccer match, um, depending on where you are, but that w- I would compare those to like to each other, very electric the other sporting events. Like there's just too much chatter going on. There's too much of this. It's just too many distractions, like fights. No, you're locked in. Well, I mean, like, um, so NFL games, I would like to go to an NFL game. I mean, I've been to a preseason game, and it was pretty fun. But unless you're, like, on the 50-yard line or have really good seats, I would not want to. Like, I would not pay the money that some people pay to be on, like, a – on the other side of one end zone. It's funny you say that. So the last time the Browns were in town, when the Rams were still here, I went, and uh, we, were, we were in the end zone, and it's like – this is a bummer. Like, you know, yeah. And let me just say, uh, Browns weren't that good. So there was a lot of me looking at the other team. No, I mean, I down. understand, like you said, like the camaraderie and the, and the crowd and stuff. Like if, <clears throat> if you've got that seat and you're one, somebody that's going to show up early and you're going to, uh, you know, do the tailgating thing and all that stuff. And just, it's a fun day, no matter what that, that's, that's fine. But I just, I can't, I can't talk myself into spending that kind of money to have a seat like that. Yeah, I mean, well, again, football games, again, it depends on I, – I would sit in the end zone for a college game any day. Yeah, uh, okay, College football, back. again, the atmosphere – you need to go to a college football game then because yeah. the atmosphere is completely different. You're, you're, you're locked in. Yeah. Because there's there, there are not that many distractions. Yeah. Uh, like an NFL game. NFL's big business. It's, it's the, it, you know, it's a fucking – college games are different. Um, so, yeah. Dude, we should do that next, next season, dude. Maybe uh, fucking go to Columbia – when Mizzou's got somebody good in town and go to a game, dude. I can't, it's dude, so that'd be much awesome. fun. I can't believe you haven't done that, dude. I've been to a Mizzou game before. Oh, you have? Okay, yeah. good. Uh-huh. So you I mean, understand quite what, a few well, years were they good at the time? Uh, decent. I can't remember. Who who, I can't remember. Um, 
was quite made a few years such ago. an impact on you. You can't remember who they played. So maybe we'll go again. <laughs> uh, it was also yeah, before the, I was 21. Okay. Uh, I think. I don't think I was old enough to drink yet. I don't remember. I know we didn't. But anyways, doesn't really matter. But uh, yeah, that'd be yeah, awesome. Those are do, the dude. things we don't think about, though. Now that we're adults and have incomes and the potential we could spend money on tickets like really close to us are some really great colleges where we could go watch a fucking huge game yeah you know really close to us actually so it's like we don't even think about that um well i think about it a lot because i've done it before but i mean you know it's i think a lot of people kind of take that for granted like people say what they want about the midwest but there's still a lot of cool shit yeah you know call us a flyover state if you want but there's still a lot of cool shit if you like sports, if you don't like sports, then yeah, yeah. <laughs> there's the Mississippi river. Uh. <laughs> and, uh, no, I was going to say, before I forget the last Bellator event I went to though, was cool because they were also doing Bellator kickboxing at the time. So they had an octagon and they had a ring for kickboxing. And uh, what I did was I would leave my seat and then go over to the other side. And cause it wasn't like completely sold out. So I would get seats like right by the, the kickboxing ring, and you could have, a really good view and like Joe Schilling fought on that card. That's when he got his fucking tooth knocked out. Nice. Um, oh, that was a bad knockout. Um, so yeah, it was pretty cool. The USC event I went to was the, uh, it was supposed to be Uriah Hall against Vitor, but that got scrapped. So then the headliner was, uh, Jeremy Stevens and Duho Choi. Okay. Which was a great fight. So I, okay, I remember that. Yeah, yeah. 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 I remember that. It was a good card. It was a good card. So you watched the fight last night. Let me ask you this. The, um, and this is going to sound a, a kind of a weird question, but like, was that picture that's floating around on social media of Kevin Holland with his thumb up while he's in a rear naked from Oliveira? Is that like, like a taken out of context picture? What are you talking about? You know what, do you know what picture I'm talking about? Well, why would that be taken out of context? They're I don't know that, that that's weird. Like he's legit. I mean, it didn't even look like it was in based off of that picture. Oh, well, I don't know. I mean, I think isn't I think it just isn't just it weird his... to be in in a submission like that and in with a clear face and just like a thumbs up, like everything's good over here. That's that's weird. I mean, it's weird if you're not a badass, but he's a badass, so he was fine. I don't know. I mean, but how does that make Oliveira look? You're reading into this way too. Who's convinced I think so. you that this was a problem? I just think it's a problem. Like if you if you look at the picture and if I'm thinking about me being in a submission. Yeah. Right now, or if I'm submitting a guy and the guy is fine enough to be able to just give a thumbs up and smile at his corner, that's weird. Like that, I'm not doing something right. Yeah, I don't know, man. I think you're thinking about. This okay, maybe I am. Much. Maybe I am. <laughs> I think Colin knew. I think Colin knew how much time was left. I think he knew he was good. I think he knew that he wasn't going to get submitted because of the time. And I think Oliveira did not know how much time was left. So I think he was kind of perhaps taking his time to set up a choke and really sink it in. I don't know. Are so people why, online really upset about this? Or I, don't, I haven't seen anybody. Yet. This is oh, my okay. own take on this. Uh, so why why do you think he called out, or Holland called out Cowboy Cerrone? Because he fought one Cowboy, so called out the other. So literally, that's that's a weird reasoning, right? Well, no. A Cowboy's a fan favorite. He knew Cowboy was in the crowd. I, you know, maybe. Maybe he knew. Uh, I don't know. Okay. But I think the way he did it was fine. I you know how we talk about call-outs and how sick of them we are, but he did it very sort of in a Kevin Holland type way where he's like, well, I already fought one cowboy. I might as well fight another. Like, that was fine. 
and it got a reaction out of the crowd. And, uh, so was I the problem with it. So was the Covington and uh, Masvidal fight as good as you wanted it to be? Did it go the way you wanted it to go? It, it went the way I thought it would go. Me too. I had a I had a gut feeling that it was going to go that way, but my heart was with Masvidal. Well, of course. Um, yeah, I mean, I knew it was. I I had a like I said a just. I, I don't like how people were saying, well, if Masvidal is going to knock him out, it's going to be early. Like, here's the thing. Fine. I get that. He's got more power in his hands and he's got the potential to knock him out, I guess, more so than Covington does. But how about the fact that he knew what Covington was going to do, but he just had no defense for it? Yeah. You know? Yeah. So was he thinking about it a little too much, you know, to the fact that he didn't go for it? early because he didn't didn't really there weren't there weren't really a lot of wild scrambles and a lot of effort on his part to kind of put the fight away at any point i think he was taking his time he was trying to be as strategical as he could have been but uh yeah it went the way i thought it would what can you do it's fucking colby covington like i said i can't stand him he's a dork but he's good so how do you he knows how to win how do you think so at the end of the fight covington called out poye right how does is, how does that okay. play out? Do they do they catch weight that? Because Covington's not going down to. No, no, no. Yeah, I mean, Poya would go up. Hmm. He would go up. He could. He could fight at one seven. He's a big guy, dude. Yeah, I, I'm not I gonna lie. I would. Bigger. I would be interested in that fight, and I bet the lead up to the fight could be fun. Yeah, they already got a thing, a personal thing going on. So. Oh, they do. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, Covington said that Connor fucked his wife. Fuck Poya's wife. Jesus, dude, I, <laughs> I know, I know asshole. you, I, dude, I know He's you don't want to go. I know you don't want to go down this road because you don't, because you look at things differently when it comes to like the UFC and his, his star power or whatever. But it's still annoying the crap out of me that Connor's just saying he's going to come back and fight for a title. Dude, when was the last time you won a fight, man? Come on, why are we still just letting? Why are we still just giving him title fights? Letting him choo- pick and choose what he wants because he brings in numbers, okay? Well, let me say this. If Gaethje beats Oliveira, Gaethje Connor would be fucking crazy. That would be fun. It would be crazy. If Oliveira beats Gaethje, fine. I'm more excited about seeing Gaethje fight Connor. That would be fun. Because there is no way that that fight goes to a decision. You know? With Oliveira, I could see Connor kind of hanging in there and, and taking it to a decision. With Gaethje, no fucking way. Gaethje's yeah, but gonna... I mean, so so when Gaethje fought Khabib, like th- that was kind of underwhelming, right? Like I, I think Completely. I think we expected more out of Gaethje than what we got. Now, Completely, yeah. So, yeah, yeah, but so I wonder, you know, seeing Gaethje fight Connor, I wonder if that same thing happens. No, no, no. Gagey fights so? Connor. He calf kicks the, his legs off of him until he he forces Connor to do something to engage in the strike. Oh yeah, dude, I'm telling you. Yeah. No, he does not fight Connor that way. Khabib's just a, it's it's he's just an overwhelming presence. Yeah. That nobody was able to figure out. You know. Uh huh. So I was surprised to see Gagey run from him like he did. I didn't understand that, but. Uh, I said, I said, if anybody was going to move forward on Khabib, it was going to be Gaethje, and he did not. He moved backwards the entire fight. So, 
Um, here's what I'm happy about. The fact that Makachev turned down the Dos Anjos fight has to fight Benil Dariush. I like that. I like okay. that because he thought he was on his way to a title shot. There's a guy again, like I was talking to my buddy about this. Like, who is he beat? Realistically, like, who is he beat? Yeah. Does he deserve a title shot? I know he's on a winning streak, but who is he beat? You know? And that's why there are talks of Connor fighting for a title. Like, first of all, who have you beat? Second of all, you're kind of boring. You bore everyone. I appreciate what he does because it's skillful and, and that's the way you win. But you're boring. The, the general public. You know? Yeah. So we're going to bring in the guy who sells whiskey and cruises around on yachts. That's more interesting to everyone else, dude. It's gross though, right? I mean, I get it from a company point of view. Like regard, yeah, yeah. like he could win every, he could lose every fight for the rest of his career. And he's still going to bring in numbers because people like Connor, but it's still like, you got to think that all the people, all the rest of the people in those divisions are like, dude, come on. Like he hasn't won a fight in five fights, but I'm still sitting here at number 11, you know? Yeah. Well, look, <laughs> I can't, dude, I'm sorry. What do you want me to do? I don't know. I'm sorry. I just I'm want not, you to agree I'm with not, me I'm for not, a minute. I'm not, I'm not a Connor fan necessarily. I used to be. Yeah. Uh, I still, he still generates interest for me. Uh, but you know, I, I'm realistic about it. Yeah. I don't, does he deserve a title shot? Of course not, but it is what it is right now, man. It is. It's just crazy. It's just crazy to see like that long of a losing streak. And if he were to come in and fight Poirier again and knock Poirier's head off in the first round, Connor's the biggest star in sports history again. Yeah. Like I said last night, and I say it all the time, imagine if he had fought RDA when he was supposed to. Yeah. The UFC would be different. Yeah. It would be different. It just would. Mm-hmm. Especially if he loses to RDA. Yeah. Actually, no. I don't know. It, if he does, if he if RDA doesn't fall out of that fight, he never fights Nate. You never have the two fights. You never have what well, we have. You never have Connor mm-hmm. essentially. So, I don't know. But uh, yeah, man, it's the world we live in. Colby Covingtons and Connor McGregor's. Sorry, folks. Yikes! Colby is not getting a title shot anytime soon, though. Right. I mean, so, so how do you look at Masvidal now? Like after losing to Usman and losing to Covington, like, is he not, I mean, does he kind of go down the ranks a little bit for you now? Or do you think he still fits Um, in that top five mold? Well, he was sixth. I don't think he should fall far. No, I don't know necessarily if he falls at all, to be honest with you. Okay. Yeah. You got dominated, but you went to a decision with the number one contender. Fine. You know, he's 37 though. Like time's running out, obviously. So, so, so we'll probably fight Nate again. What about, Co- what about Covington? So we're not, we probably won't see the, the Poirier fight, but I wonder who, who he gets next. Uh, why not the Poirier fight? You think Poirier would do it? Yeah. Why not? I don't know. When was the last time? Has Poirier fought at 170? He has, right? No. Oh, he hasn't? He was a 45er than a 55er. I wonder how he would look at... I mean, I'm sure he walks around over 170, but I wonder what he would look like in the cage at 170. He's a big guy. I bet if you put him next to Colby Covington, he's probably bigger. Damn, really? I think so. 
And that, that's, I mean, you're looking at 25 pounds heavier. That's a lot of weight in the cage. He is five, nine. I thought he was taller than that. Really? So he's shorter than me. I thought he was taller. How tall is Colby? He's five eleven. Okay, so maybe not. Hmm. Uh, build wise, I don't know. They seem comparable to me, but maybe I'm. Maybe I don't know what I'm talking about, which is quite possible. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. If Colby doesn't fight Poirier, I don't know who he fights. And I, 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 I kind of feel like. I thought about this last night, but now as I thought about it today, I don't know if it necessarily makes sense, but him fighting Wonder Boy would be interesting to me for some reason, but maybe it wouldn't be. Covington and Wonder Boy? Yeah. Yeah. Wonder Boy's sitting at seven, though. Uh, you know what would be fun would be Colby Covington and Vicente Luque. That would be... That would be fun. That would be fun. Yeah. I think Vicente Luque would give him hell. Yeah. I think that's a great matchup for him yeah. but he probably would never want to fight a guy like that uh if gilbert burns who is he fighting he's fighting hamzat so if gilbert burns wins because he's at two maybe he fights gilbert burns because they already said i think leon edwards is next for the title so or if you're colby do you fight hamzat what what happened um what happened not too long ago? I guess it was within the last year with Gilbert Burns. Like he was, was it a COVID thing or something? I don't remember. He was supposed to have a, was he supposed to fight Usman? And then he had to bail out of the fight for. He bailed out of the first one. Yeah. The first one. Uh, okay. Was that COVID? Was, injury. Inj- was it injury? Oh, okay. I don't know if it was COVID. Um, I don't know. But yeah, he bailed out of the first fight. And that's when Usman fought. Masvidal the first time. Gotcha. Yeah, and yeah. Usman fought Gilbert Burns. Gotcha. Which still, by the way, is one of my favorite, one of my favorite performances by a champion in a long time. Yeah, I'm sitting here. The thinking- way that he, the way the way that he won, and just like it was just, it's like masterful to me. I don't know. I'm sitting here thinking about how cool it would be, and maybe somebody's done this already, but like to go back, say over, um, I don't know, even the past 15, 20 years. And like, look at any fight where, especially with like top five guys, where somebody had to bail out of a fight, whether it be injury or sickness or whatever, and then kind of look at what the scenarios could be, like what UFC could look like now, if certain fights would have happened over the years. You know, I know we, oh, I know man, we, I know we time. always, we always bring Con, the Connor fight up as a, uh, an example, or uh, Connor yeah. and RDA situation, but. Yeah, it'd be interesting to see what we what we think UFC could look like today. What if Brock Lesnar fought Daniel Cormier? Yeah. Dude. Dude. <laughs> um, that would have been crazy. Yeah. Uh, what if John Jones would have fought Brock Lesnar when he called him out? <laughs> like Yeah. Yeah. Man, we, I, I was I was pretty sure that was gonna happen for a minute. Well, I think when John Jones got in trouble that one time, they said that they were trying to make the Stipe fight happen. When Stipe was champ and John Jones got in trouble, but whatever, however many times now it's been, but they, I think someone said publicly, like, yeah, we were, we were in negotiations to make that fight happen, which is a fucking bummer. Cause that's another one that would have been crazy. Um, so I can't talk about John Jones. It bums me out. Right. 
What it's about just, uh, before we get out of here? Let you want to talk about the whole Cain Velasquez thing, or is that going to bum you out too? <laughs> Are we going to say anything different than what anyone else is saying? Like free Cain, like I would have done the same thing. We're both fathers. What right. would you have done? Yeah, I, my I wife agree. goes, "Well, I would have tortured the guy. I wouldn't have just shot him." Oh, Who, who's the uh, so? Are they just saying that it was a relative's kid, or do we know? Was it like his nephew, or do we know who the kid was? Because I thought wasn't it Kane's daughter. I don't think so. Yeah, it was. Are you sure? I thought they were saying that it was a rel, like a, a family member of his kid, and but they weren't releasing who it was or anything because it was a minor. It's his stepdaughter because he shot the dad on accident. Hold on. Oh, they're saying it was an accident. No, no, no. It wasn't. No, 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 no. I'm he confused. To, What's he, happening? He tried to kill this guy. <laughs> okay. Let me find a good source here. Who do we trust? Who do we trust more? ESPN or we're just going to go with them? Yeah, I'd go with ESPN. Because um, at that point, even if they are wrong, it's on them, not us. Last was following truck in his own vehicle during a Galarte's 63-year-old stepfather, Paul Bender, was struck. Oh, okay. So it was the guy he shot, stepfather, who was shot. It was a really... Uh, the child who was under 10 told an officer, um, the child said, whose kid is it? <laughs> this is why I wanted a good story. Okay. The large denied any wrongdoing saying he once helped the child. Was, let's try CBS sports. So he was facing felony child molestation charges. He was granted release from custody without bail restrictions. We knew that. Why won't they say in the story who the kid was? That's what I'm saying. Why? Like, I think... I'm fucking annoyed. Hold on, I was, we'll find it. I was thinking that they were keeping a lot of that still under wraps because it, the kid's a minor. Some I heard from someone that it was his daughter, stepdaughter, no daughter. I feel like if it was if it was that close, like a daughter or stepdaughter, like he probably would have used his hands, not a gun. Okay. UFC champ came to charge for allegedly shooting at a man accused of molesting his relative. Who's the relative? Tell me. Please tell me. It just said as one of his relatives. All right. Well, editing point here. We don't know who the relative is, right? <laughs> Apparently not. No one said, right? We don't know who it is. Apparently is that not. True? Yeah, that's what I heard. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I've checked a couple of news sources here and I, they don't seem to say who the relative is. I heard someone say, and again, one of these podcasts I listened to that it was his daughter. Maybe I'm wrong about that. Uh, okay. I don't want to say who I think said it because I don't want to. <laughs> I don't want to. Anyway, uh, the, the, yeah, the, I would have done the same. The, you know say, the, pro, the problem is, is that every fa- if it if it was his daughter or stepdaughter, every father out there would say I would have done the same thing. Just sucks that that doesn't hold up in court. <laughs> I mean, it's yeah. still attempted well, murder. Get a jury full of fucking fathers, and you'll be fine. Yeah, I mean, there's that. I guess. I don't know. I, I yeah. I mean, I also don't know what Cain Velasquez's record looks like. Clean. Is it clean? Yep. That has been stated and that can be verified. Yeah, yeah. He hasn't he hasn't been in trouble for anything. That's cool. Apparently he's a giant sweetheart. You know, but I would have done the same thing. Yeah. I am no badass, but I would have done the same thing. Yeah, and, and the fact that this is how the, the the system works is that they let a guy like that out to be free and potentially molest it's fucking nuts. Mm-hmm. But again, this is I don't know. We don't have to have that conversation, I guess. But yeah, free cane. That's all I got to say. Dude, has that been started yet? Has that hashtag been started yet? Yeah. Oh, yeah. It has. 
Oh yeah. Well, we should join is, in. Is that the title of the show? <laughs> <laughs> the, the three minutes that we talked about it on an hour and an hour and fifteen minutes show where we had to edit most of the stuff out. <laughs> that's gonna be the title of the show. <laughs> Let's get out of here. Okay. <laughs>